Hello everyone, this is JPO, and today I'm joined with... Matthew here. And Emma. Yes, and we are a podcast name in brackets. And this is the top five movies of 2019. Alright, if you're new to our top fives, and how this normally works is that we start with a number five, go around the circle, then we continue going on down the line. Then we talk about our least favorite movie of this year, and then our most anticipated movie of the next year. And so why don't we start with Matthew? Okay, yeah, so my number five is The Farewell. This is directed by Lulu Wang, and it is the story of an American Chinese woman who goes back to China to um, say goodbye to her grandmother who's dying from cancer. But the grandmother doesn't know she's dying from cancer because in China, um, when elderly people are dying, often they won't the family won't tell the person who's dying that they are dying. Um, so she has to kind of keep this secret while also saying goodbye to her grandmother. And yeah, this is a really incredibly well-made film, um, very emotionally heavy, um, but there's also a lot of funny moments. Um, yeah, just it feels very... Um, real and authentic um and it's actually based on a true story the director's grandmother um this is her story so yeah it's just very real and yeah very well made i can't yeah. comment on that so okay yeah i mean i just saw the movie last night um for the first time and i agree it was it was a great movie. It was a really beautiful movie, too, like, just the cinematography and the way it was filmed and everything. Um, and I think it was, as as Matthew said, it was very heavy, but also the humorous bits and, like, the family dynamics really kind of helped keep it light as well, which I certainly appreciate in movies. So, yeah. Yeah, very good. Worth checking out. Okay. All right, Emma, why don't you go next? All right. Um, so my number five that I have is the movie Downton Abbey, mm. um, which this movie is based on the TV show Downton Abbey. And uh, the TV show ended, I think, a few years ago maybe, but um, they decided to get the cast back together and make a movie of it. And so I'd already been a fan of the show and – I had watched all of the seasons with my family and just loved it. It's a great, like, drama <laughs> show. Just if you love drama, it's a really good show for that. Um, and the movie really kind of kept that up. Um, but it was great. It was just wonderful to see sort of these favorite characters come back again and see some new content with them. Um, and they also did a really good job of having a lot of different storylines going on throughout the movie, but it didn't feel like you were too confused by everything. So. Yeah. I mean, it's basically an Avengers Endgame level of the <laughs> amount of characters and the amount of subplots and the amount of build up towards this movie. Um, and yeah, it, it does a really good job of feeling like not just like an extended episode but actually feeling like a movie. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it's a really great time. 
Um, I I have also seen the show, so I can't come at it from the experience of a person who hasn't seen the show. I don't know. It might be a bit more confusing than just because there's so many characters. But, yeah, really great. Yeah, the only thing I really know from the show is from what Matthew has been saying over the years whenever he was watching the show, so that's all I can say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There was a lot of good closure for different characters, too, or, like, somewhat more closure than they'd received before, which I appreciated. Yeah. It it definitely, the focus was on characters who maybe weren't always the focus of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, yeah, for a movie, that's kind of bringing that world into the theater. It's a really good example of how to do that effectively. Okay. Well, moving on to my number five. Uh, Granted, I've only seen about six movies this year, so this was a really (laughs) uh, short list that I have. But my number five is Avengers Endgame. Uh, I enjoyed it. Personally, I think Infinity War it was better because that was the one that was right before this one and had the, I think the greater stakes at the end. I don't know. Never mind. Forget that because someone will dies in this one. Never mind. Um, but yeah, Endgame I think is a good closure to a whole ten year set of films building up to this moment where. Spoilers, characters go off and die, Iron Man. And, uh... (laughs) um, You know, those were nice moments. Uh, I do... I'm not the biggest person into Marvel. It's been a while since I really, really been into Marvel. But it's it's an enjoyable movie. And, yeah, just a whole lot of action at the end. Grand scale. Yeah, I mean, this is really fan service the movie, but it works so well as that. Um, And I guess it's even more than that. It's an interesting exploration of these characters um, sort of after this. It's almost a post-apocalypse movie, but the point of it is to reverse the apocalypse. Um, Yeah, it... It is probably my favorite Marvel movie by default because it's very difficult for me to choose one um, since they're all very similar in feel. Um, but yeah, this is this brings all of the characters together. I actually enjoyed this more than Infinity War. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really good... I, I guess the main reason why I liked Infinity War because they all died at the end. <laughs> Yeah, I I think Infinity War is more surprising, but for me, Endgame was more satisfying. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I still wish they stayed dead. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's how storytelling goes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Matthew, back to you. Yeah, I think you guys pretty much covered it on, on that one. I liked it as well. It's also on my list as a different number, so... Probably won't talk about it too much further at that point, but... Yeah. Well, we can circle back around to it. Actually, it's my number four, so anyway. Oh, yeah. Why why don't we just segue into that? (laughs) Perfect. My number four is Endgame. (laughs) Do you have anything to add? Any favorite moments? 
Um, I think, honestly, kind of my favorite part about the whole thing was, again, just, I mean, at this point, I've been following Marvel movies for so long that it's in a way like they're some of my friends, you know, like a lot of the characters, it's like, we've been through so much together. So it was just fun to see all of them in one movie together. And I don't know, I think, yeah, I think there was some good closure on some characters that have been around for a long time and so it's like okay yeah maybe it's time for that person to kind of go away and we can see what's have what the future holds for these movies um so yeah yeah um, I, i'm excited to see the direction they go after i guess starting with black widow um because yeah I, th I think it's going to be interesting no matter what they do um and i'm also interested to see if they can be as successful as they have been in the past yeah, yeah well i'm so, I, i'm i'm pretty much done at this point i've seen what i needed <laughs> to see yeah Matthew. okay so my number four is portrait of a lady on fire and this is a french movie it's been very very well received um and a woman who's a painter goes to an island um this is in france um during i think the late 1800s um and she's tasked with painting a portrait of this woman but this is a portrait that will then be sent off to um a man living in i think italy um, who's going to marry her, but he needs to decide based on this portrait. Um, and this woman doesn't want her portrait painted because she doesn't want to get married. So it's the drama that ensues as this woman is trying to paint a portrait of a person who doesn't want her portrait painted. Um, and it's a really resonant film. Um, there's a romance at its center that kind of develops in interesting ways um very beautiful since it's about a painter um a lot of the cinematography looks like paintings like old paintings um which is really cool and it's filmed in super high quality so you get all of the little details in the different settings and the backgrounds and the costumes and yeah it's just a really impressive film I haven't seen this one, so I don't have anything <laughs> I can add to it. I think I saw a trailer, but that's it. So. Once again, Matthew brings in all the titles I have nothing to know about. So, <laughs> Again, I cannot speak on that behalf. Yeah. And I guess that means it's on to my number four. Yes. Okay, so my number four is... This is where I had to really stretch and find what I saw this year is an animated movie called Batman vs. the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> wow. Um, it's actually a really fun movie. Um, of all the animated Batman movies, it's not my favorite. Um, I, I enjoyed some of the comedy. I, I liked the character interactions. I, I will say I would have designed characters differently or voiced characters differently having different characters voiced differently. Um, but what we have here, I thought it was a fun little segment, and if they ever make more of those, 
um, there's something to look at. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. Looking at it online, it looks like it could be interesting. I've never been a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I thought for a second you were going to talk about Batman Ninja, which is a movie I have seen. Uh, that was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, that that was a last year movie. So No, no, no. I think it was even more than that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Warner Brothers Animation, all of their animated superhero movies, I tend to enjoy them more than the live-action ones, especially recently, so, yeah. But I haven't seen that many of them either, so can't really talk yeah. too much about it. Especially with something like this, like, they can go over the top with some stuff, especially when you bring in the turtles, and it's like, oh my gosh, what the heck is going on? I'm not going to question <laughs> it. It looks so fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's fine. Oh. Okay, well, we're moving through these quickly. My number three movie, it's um, a sequel to The Shining, and that's Dr. Sleep. Um, and the basic premise is 30 years after the event of the events of The Shining, um, actually maybe more, I'm not entirely sure, um, the little boy from The Shining, Danny, has kind of grown up with a lot of the trauma from shown in that film. Um, so he's kind of dealing with that. And in while he's doing that, there's a young girl who has the same abilities as him is being hunted by a gang of immortal vampire-like creatures who feed off of this energy. And it, I mean, it sounds a little ridiculous. Um, and Stephen King plots often are kind of ridiculous. But what's really interesting about this movie um, is that it's a horror movie, but instead of being scary, it's just filled with like grief and sorrow and it's a lot of it is about overcoming trauma and dealing with grief um and it's a really interesting thing for a horror movie to explore how those things kind of work um and yeah it's in a lot of ways it doesn't quite feel like um a sequel to the shining because it's not until the last half hour or so that they actually go back to the locations from The Shining. The rest of the movie is this, um, the story of this young girl and this immortal vampire gang that's chasing her. And yeah, it's just a really interesting way to tell this story. Um, and really well filmed. There's a scene of a character flying that might be the coolest scene of anyone flying I'd have ever seen. It's filmed in a where you see the character flying and then the clouds are next to her instead of under her. So it's almost like the world is scrolling past her and she's just standing there. And it's really cool. Um, and yeah, the the acting in this movie, um, you have Ewan McGregor as the main character, Dan Torrance, um, he really does, I mean, he always does a great job. Um, but then you have, um, I don't have the names up, but there's a young girl playing this girl, and she is incredible, sells a lot of these scenes. Um, and then Rebecca Ferguson as 
the villain is brilliant. Um, you really understand a lot of her motivation while never really sympathizing with her. Um, she's always evil, but you still feel the pain that she feels um, and a lot of the sorrow. So it's it's just a really fascinating use of horror for things that you don't usually see in a horror movie. Yeah. I haven't seen that one either, so <laughs> I want to see it, though. Um, yeah. I've seen The Shining, so I think I hopefully will be able to see it sometime this year, maybe. Um, yeah. yeah. John, do you have, have you seen that one or have anything to add? Uh, no, I haven't seen this one. And I, I, I didn't really want to see this one. It, <laughs> you know, I, I saw the trailers and it didn't really interest me. Um, having a sequel to, is this a sequel to the movie or the book? This is technically a sequel to the movie. Um, but it's ambiguous enough that you could also see it as a sequel to the book. Yeah, I mean, if this being a direct sequel to the movie, um, it's gonna have to try really hard to just be better than the original, because Kubrick um, was just a visually stunning per- uh, no, not a person, but his work was visually stunning to look at. <laughs> And so, just <laughs> to, re- yeah. to recreate it nowadays would be really difficult, especially with the dedication that he put into it. Just really went overhead. So, yeah. And that's, I mean, that was one of my concerns going in was that this wouldn't be as good as The Shining. And I think I, when I finished it, it didn't feel like it was better or worse than The Shining. It felt so different that it was hard to compare them which is i think when you have a sequel this many years after the original i think that's one of the best ways you can take it is kind of a completely different tone a completely different feel it just it even though it's technically a sequel it doesn't feel like a sequel um which i was really impressed with because i mean the movie is iconic the book is iconic um and this just feels like it's it has the same world, but it is cut from a different cloth than those, and it's a new perspective. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and I don't know. I, I think if you approach it not as a sequel to The Shining, I think it works really well. And even, I think it works well as a sequel to The Shining, um, but it really doesn't feel like a sequel to The Shining, it's doing its own thing, which I appreciated. Yeah. I'll go next? Yeah. All right. Um, so my number three that I have is uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. And uh, this movie, gosh, I just, I hate to say that I liked a movie because it was just a fun movie but this is kind of one of those for me i just enjoy those kind of movies sometimes so it wasn't one that necessarily made me think a lot or like introduce any new mind-blowing concepts but um it was just a lot of fun and i think i particularly enjoyed uh the dynamics of a group of school kids going on a trip abroad uh since i've experienced several class school trip 
things like that before. It was just hilarious to see things that I myself have experienced and like the dynamics between the students and the chaperones and like trying to get everyone excited about doing group things. Um, it was, it just was very entertaining and I was able to relate to it a lot. Um, and I think, I think one thing that was sort of unique about the movie for me was, uh, the villain of the movie Mysterio, I think was sort of interesting for me because when he's first kind of revealed as the villain, it's an interesting scene because although he's clearly a bad and evil character at the same time the first thing he does is basically acknowledge his whole team of people and like hey I wouldn't be able to do this without all of you and he's like calling out people by name and like giving them kind of the the honor and praise or whatever that they deserve and that was kind of interesting because you don't always see that in the protagonists of Marvel films they're often just kind of out there doing everything by themselves but to actually see that coming yeah see that coming from the villain it's like oh that's interesting yeah i i really like this one as well i think if avengers infinity war and endgame are kind of an example of what you can do with cinematic universe storytelling on this sort of grand scale then spider-man far from home is what you can do on like the individual character scale where you have all of these factors coming into this movie um it feels i mean both of the spider-man movies are basically sequels to the iron man movies um and that dynamic it adds a lot to i think both characters i know it's a little bit controversial but i do really like how there's a flow to it um and yeah, you don't really necessarily see that in the standalone Spider-Man movies of this greater world outside of the movie that's impacting it. You know, I, I haven't seen this one. I, I kind of want to see it, but no, I do want to see it. <laughs> like my my only just, uh, I what would you call it? Concern? Uh, not really concern. Yeah, let's just say concern, quote unquote concern. Um, it's just that I didn't like the last one. Mm. A- as you know, I I just really did not like the last one. It just made me hurt physically at how cringy it was for me. Um, and so I I don't really like this Spider-Man too well. So, mm-hmm. um, I. The main things that I, I really liked was the villains. I, I do enjoy the villains, and that would be the saving grace for the movie, but we'll, we'll see once I actually see it, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I am curious to get your perspective, because um, I think we're both fans of the current Spider-Man, so there is a lot of, a lot of this movie is built off of his character, so... But it does yeah. have a good villain, and he's yeah. a pretty big part of the movie, too, so if yeah. you can... If, even if you can't stand the Spider-Man, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe it'll be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Going on to my number three is uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. <laughs> now, I'm a, I'm a huge Godzilla fan. Uh, I love the old movies. And like these past couple Godzilla movies, the the new ones are 
some of my favorite movies out there. And so, yeah, this one was something that I was really excited about, and I, I wasn't disappointed. You know, I, I got my Godzilla monster fighting action. Uh, what, what I was really surprised about this movie was just all the references to the really old movies out there. And it was like, every every single minute, I was like pointing at something, and the screen is like, oh my gosh, that's that. Oh my gosh, those are those two little girls. Oh, like, ah. Uh. And so I was excited, and then they brought back the original music from the original Godzilla, which was really exciting to see remade for a modern audience, which was fantastic and really awesome. And yeah, it was a it was a really good movie. Besides the human subplot, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I was impressed with this movie. I didn't catch it in theaters, um, but I saw it on my laptop. And any movie that can feel epic when I'm watching it on a laptop. That's very impressive. Um, yeah, it's, it's such a striking movie. Um, yeah, and it, it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. I don't necessarily enjoy every single part of it. I do, I do have a soft spot for villains who are nurturing towards the heroes. I think that's an interesting dynamic, and this movie had a bit of that, kind of with, I guess it's in the trailer, so it isn't quite a spoiler of the mom being the villain, but yet still being the mom. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed that aspect of the human drama, but I think a lot of the human characters just kind of felt disposable and didn't really matter. Um but yeah, uh, in terms of a movie where giant monsters fight, yeah, this is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I. I will say that this is a fun monster mash movie. So yeah. And the soundtrack is very good. Oh yeah, I love it. It's, it's great. And I love and I and I still love the 2014 one. It's they're they're both good. I have not seen the 2014 one in a few yeah. years. So yeah, but I, I enjoyed watching it when I saw it. So yeah, I'm not, looking forward favorite, to so. Godzilla versus King Kong. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> you have any thoughts? I don't really know anything about it, so <laughs> I would be uninformed. Yeah, you're missing out. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be a big fan of a monster kind of movies, but maybe I'll discover a whole genre that I did not know that I love. So. All right. Back to Matthew. Oh, yes, my turn. So my second favorite movie, um, and I will acknowledge right now that I kind of played with my list a little bit to get movies that are more interesting for discussion. So technically my second favorite movie of the year is Endgame, but since I knew we would already be talking about that, I decided to go with Knives Out. Um, and this is by the... Totally non-controversial. Everyone loves everything he's done, director Ryan Johnson. <laughs> um, and this is the story of a murder. And it's sort of the classic setup. You have the big mansion with all of the weird props and 
then the the family with each one has a different motive and um, this hugely talented cast. But what I love most about this movie is it goes in directions that you completely don't expect um, to the point where it almost becomes different movies at different points. Um, it flips the whole concept on its head and then it flips that on its head and then it flips <laughs> that on its head. Um, and it's the murder mystery genre at this point, there's so much of it that it's very difficult to do anything new with it. So this constant flipping it on the head and like, okay, let's explore this angle. And it was just really cool. Um, yeah, it, it feels very fresh and new, even though it's kind of within this genre that's very um, sort of, it's been around for a while and at this point, a lot of the plot twists that they could have done, you would have seen coming. But with this one, I genuinely didn't see a lot of it coming, which was exciting. And it's just visually incredible. Um, yeah, it looks like a clue board for a lot of it. Yeah, I saw this one as well and was going to put it on my list, but then it was on his. So I just decided to let him keep it. Um, but... I, yeah, I loved it. I love murder mystery kind of stories anyway, so I already had a feeling I would like it, but it was just such a enjoyable and interesting and just like a movie that just really captured me. Um, and I think the characters also, there was a, a pretty, a very large cast of characters, um, but yet each sort of managed to have their own personality. <laughs> and uh, defining characteristics, which was fun. Um, and I think also it was a movie that I kept after I went and saw it with my parents um, on New Year's. We kept talking about it for like the next day and a half because I would keep realizing things of like, oh my gosh, they planted that piece of information at the beginning of the movie and then it paid off later. So there was a lot of that of, you could watch it a second time and probably notice a lot of things that you hadn't seen the first time because they're things that they reveal later in the movie. So if you're looking for them, then, then you'll notice that. So. Yeah, and another thing um, I should mention is this is a very um, pertinent movie. It deals with a lot of relevant issues in a way mm -hmm. that's really interesting. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that going in, which is always really cool when a movie kind of become something you didn't expect it to be, but does it so well that you don't mind. I can't say anything about this. Um, I, I knew that it was probably going to be good, and I'm I'm glad to hear that it's it, it's good for you guys, but um, I, I probably don't have any plans to see it anytime soon. So, yeah, that's that's what I can say about it. Also, quick thing is they might be turning this into a franchise oh. following the Benoit Blanc, who's the detective character. Um, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a great movie. Definitely worth checking out if you get the opportunity. Great cast. Um, surprisingly funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's It's... It feels, I mean, it's a comedy, it's also a murder mystery, and it's so many other things. Mm -hmm. 
All right, we're on to number two, right? Yes. Okay, so my number two is the movie Parasite, which I know we'll probably have a lot more to or, yeah, we'll probably have a lot more to say about Matthew. This. Matthew will have a lot more to say about this than me. Um, but anyway, um, this movie, gosh, it's a wild ride. Um, <laughs> but it was just like a very interesting and unique storyline. The characters were amazing. Um, the ending was <laughs> quite unexpected for me. Um, but it was just really, really well done. Yeah. I, I'm going to reserve most of my comments for when I bring this up. But yeah, it's okay. really incredible movie. Um, yeah, and I'll I'll talk about it a bit more when I bring it up next. Which one's this one? Parasite. Uh, South Korean film by director Bong Joon-ho, who's known for Snowpiercer and Okja. Um, yeah. Okay. Very highly awarded as well. Not seen it. <laughs> I don't think I really heard about it, so... Okay. Is it my turn? Yes. Alright. Uh, my number two is Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Um, reason why it's not lower on my list is because it made me cry three times. Which is a really rare thing to have. So, props to them. It's an enjoyable movie. I won't say it's a good movie, but it it it, it looks cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's my my thoughts are in the podcast we did about it, but yep, check that out. I, I I enjoyed my time in the theater. It was a I I didn't, and I I know I liked it more than you did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was. A great time in the theater. Um, as a fan of a lot of Star Wars stuff, it did what I wanted it to do, and that it was entertaining and explored parts of the universe that weren't explored before. I think it missed a few opportunities, but yeah, I walked out of the theater enjoying it. So yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Um, I have never been a huge Star Wars follower or fan, so it it was kind of something I went to see with a friend just because she wanted to see it. And um, I mean, I was not disappointed. I, yeah, like I I've just enjoyed my time there, and um, I I think it also made me tear up at least once, which for not being particularly attached to any of the characters, you know, I think that's pretty impressive. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, again, we we discussed this a lot during our podcast, so you can check that out when that comes out eventually. Yep. All right. Okay. So after, Michael, probably do, we, guessed, do we want to talk about some honorable mentions before oh, we get we to number one? Honorable mentions before we get to number one. 
Um, I will go first because I think I have my honorable mentions pretty readily available, and that'll give other people time to think. So, um, first off is Long Day's Journey and Tonight. This one hasn't been seen by a lot of people. It's a Chinese film, um, which is incredible. Um, it ends with an hour-long single-take sequence that is so brilliantly made. Um, so yeah. Then Uncut Gems, which is about a um, jeweler, I think, in New York, and makes a series of increasingly frustrating decisions, and it is as exciting and terrifying as watching a horror movie but it is definitely not a horror movie it's just watching this person make increasingly bad decisions and the frustration and the suspense of it it's, it's incredible um then i also have us which is um that that one's just really good um social commentary um and then two more jojo rabbit um I think it's a great sort of, I don't know if I would quite say satire. I, I might say satire. It has a lot of those qualities, but just kind of this, um, a very different look at Nazi Germany that is not less critical, but maybe a bit less sort of depressing. And it's, I've seen so many World War II and Holocaust movies at this point that it's, interesting to see a different perspective especially with the relevance of that and how this is very much a movie about um a movie against hate which i felt was interesting and then little women um was incredible i've never read the novel because i was always kind of daunted by the idea of reading about just sort of the ordinary lives of Four women during Civil War era that never really interested me, but the movie did a really great job of making that interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, I guess I can do some of my honorable mentions. I already mentioned Knives Out was one that I loved. Great movie. Um, I think another another one of mine is also Little Women, and I had seen. I think it's like the it's a version from the 90s because they've made this movie multiple times at this point um so i've seen a movie version before haven't read the book so i don't really know how it compares with that but i really liked it i loved thought it had a fantastic cast and uh i think they did a good job of um this particular version kind of seemed to address a lot of the issues of what it was like for like a single woman at that time to try to sort of make her own way and have a career without being married and how that was quite difficult for women at that time. Um, another one, Captain Marvel. Uh, probably, yeah, my least favorite of the Marvel movies that I saw this year, but I still liked it. And um, then two that I sort of have, like, mixed feelings about, I think they're really good movies, but I'm still not entirely sure if I enjoyed them, um, is Joker and The Lighthouse, both of which are kind of a little bit darker movies um, that just have some kind of, like, bizarre <laughs> themes or um, just kind of 
it's they, they were both movies that made me think a lot and I sort of found myself reflecting on them after leaving the theater but um I don't know that they were my favorite movies of the year, but they were definitely still good, so. Yeah, and I haven't seen any other movie this year to talk about, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Mafi, number one. My number one movie, as you may have already guessed, is Parasite. Um, this is a, as we mentioned before, it's a South Korean film, and it's about a horror family and they're the son of this horror family gets offered a job to tutor a um a rich for a rich family and it sort of sets off this chain of events that completely upends both families lives it's this is a crazy film i mean it switches tones and goes all over the place and yet it feels so coherent in every moment um and it's so brilliantly constructed. Um, I love the characters are all really... Like, there's no clear villain, and each character gets a lot of empathy. Um, yeah, it's just... It's shot very well. It has... They actually built a house for this um, from the ground up to film for this, and it's really cool. Um, yeah, and then it there's a scene in the movie and it's an extended sequence that completely changes how you see the first half of the movie that I don't know. It's just so well constructed and tense and funny. And yeah, it's, it's a great movie. Um, I saw it twice in theaters. Can't wait to see it again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Um, so my number one movie I settled on uh, is the movie Us, which I think I've seen it three times now. So um, I feel like each time I watched it, I kind of noticed more things and just it kind of solidified how much I enjoyed it. Um, but I don't know. I am not a huge, like, scary movie, thriller, suspense movie kind of person generally but um this movie although it is certainly quite scary at times there's also a lot of humor that is mixed in with it and there's a lot of moments throughout that just break the tension and give you a moment to kind of like slow down your heart rate and kind of recollect yourself um, before they jump back into the scarier moments of it and uh like Matthew mentioned it also has interesting social commentary type things that you can try to look for when you're watching it. Um, also, the soundtrack, like the movies that, uh, or excuse me, the songs that they chose to include in the movie, fit like very well with the movie. And there are times when it makes a scene hilarious that would not normally be hilarious um, or just add a great atmosphere. And uh, I think like the, of the movie as well. There's some really excellent movies, especially near the end. There's a scene involving ballet dancers and there's music and it's just the editing and everything is just amazing and stunning and I love it. <laughs> yeah, th this is a really cool film. I also saw it three times um, and one of my favorite things the third time was, since I had already seen it twice, I kind of knew where all of the 
scarier moments were coming. But to hear the audience react was just so much fun. Like everyone in the theater was so involved in this, um, in the experience of this movie um, in a way that I don't think usually happens, even with horror movies, um, which is just a testament to how well constructed this is. And yeah, the ending is superb. Um, not only is there the um, ballet sequence there, but there's also a plot twist that just adds such depth. And the main performance by Lupita Nyong'o is brilliant in so many ways. Um, and it's, I mean, she's a brilliant performer who unfortunately doesn't get as much work as she should. Um, and yeah, I mean, the layers she adds to the character make every rewatch just so incredible because you catch on all of the subtle details. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. And I have not seen it. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess uh, for my number one, uh, my number one is Joker. Now, I'm a huge Joker fan. I um, love the character. Um, I think that whenever he's on screen at any form of media, it just it's just so much to watch in cartoon and movies um, and comic books and video games. It's just whenever he's on screen, whenever he speaks, whatever he does, it's it's fun to watch. And this movie, I, I, I really loved. I, I love the acting in it. Um, I could really appre appreciate this movie more as a as a fan as a um, as an actor and so I I loved it I, I enjoy the struggle of the character I enjoy the cinematography the directing and the music was something that I wasn't too sure about but you know the more I watched this movie uh, just the more I think it worked out so well so yeah I I really liked this movie. I liked the artistic direction it took. I I liked how thoughtful it was. And I just am curious to see what they will do next. If they do anything next. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my thoughts on this movie are already in the podcast. So, I'll keep it brief. I'm a little less um, on board with this. I think I'm a bit conflicted. Because I do like a lot of what's in this movie. Specifically, the performances the cinematography and the score um but i don't know it just it didn't capture me the way it captured a lot of people and i think part of that is i'm just not as big a fan of the joker as a character on his own so i don't think the movie quite resonated with me on that level but yeah i, I think it's a well-made film and i would be interested in more comic book films taking this route of being more artistic and yeah mm -hmm. yeah I thought similar things to what you both have been saying um, I thought the acting was really incredible and um, I don't know I think it just definitely left me with some sort of things to ponder um, and I don't know, I feel like it is sort of an interesting way of almost seeing how... I don't necessarily want to say that like anyone is capable of doing things like the Joker does, but 
it does kind of show you what can happen um, to people and how, like, yeah, there are a lot of people who are going through a lot. Basically, I feel like going out of that movie, I was like, wow, I want to be kind to everyone and just, like, <laughs> try to just, because I don't know what people are going through and I just, you know, be kind to people. I don't know if that's the message I was supposed to get from that movie, but... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. At this point, we will talk about our least favorite movie of the year. So, starting with Matthew. Okay. So, I've gone back and forth on this for a while. There were a surprising number of movies I saw this year that I really didn't like. Um, which, yeah, usually I don't have this many to choose from. Um, I was originally going to go with Cats. But I've decided that, I mean, I don't, the, it's very surreal and nightmarish, which I think could have worked, but it's also just very boring. But enough people have dumped on that movie that I'm not going to really add anything to the conversation there. So I was going to bring up The Lion King. Um, I didn't have high expectations for this movie, and this movie was somehow worse than that. It felt like I was watching a BBC nature documentary with um, songs over it. Like, that was the level to which the songs didn't work with this movie. The visual style is incredibly bland. Like, it's supposed to be realistic, but apparently, apparently whoever made this movie lives in a world where color doesn't exist. Because this movie had no color. It also had no character. The animals don't really look like they're talking, since they're so realistic. Um, the, they completely butchered the Be Prepared song, which is one of my, actually probably my favorite Disney villain song ever. It, it is now a spoken word, slightly rhymey, like, and it takes place on this, like, hill and it's just a bunch of a bunch of like lions and hyenas, and they're just kind of walking around in circles. There's no like, <laughs> there's no flair. There's no, um, and yeah, I mean, it's so strange because the original animated movie had such character and personality and color. And it was so vibrant, and this is just, I mean, it's it's very well animated, but it doesn't look good because it doesn't have anything to distinguish it from, like, a BBC nature documentary. Yeah, I, I did not like it, and I think it shouldn't have been made. And even worse, it's just the story from the original. It's There's nothing new. It doesn't add anything, really. I mean, there's a few things that it changes, but it's even the same dialogue exact same plot it's almost a shot for shot remake except in every single instance the shot that they remade it from is more interesting yeah i have not seen it and i'm not sure that i will <laughs> i i kind of have mixed feelings about all of the disney remakes um but i've also i i'm not not exactly a huge disney movie fan to start out with, so I probably won't be seeing it. But. And I should say, The Lion King isn't even my favorite Disney animated movie, even from that time. 
but this movie just was so so inferior and I haven't even seen The Lion King in several years <laughs> but this still just didn't work at all for me and like with all with all of the other live action remakes there have been things that I enjoyed even if I didn't dislike or even if I didn't like the whole thing but this one everything is just so much lesser that it just doesn't work yeah this is this is probably one of those movies that I'll probably only watch just to rip it off. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I I feel like I don't think I watched any movies this year that I really hated or really didn't like. So this movie I still enjoyed, but um, probably the one I enjoyed the least of this year was the movie Yesterday. Um, which is basically about this guy who there's like this kind of un- slightly unclear world changing event that happens and ev- basically everyone in the world forgets about the Beatles and the Beatles cease to exist. The band, the Beatles, um, except for this one guy who remembers all of their songs and he's a musician. So he essentially starts writing their songs as if they're his own and of course, um, then he becomes super famous and all this other stuff. It's also a romance. Um, so, you know, it's it was a, a pretty fun, enjoyable movie for the most part. Um, and, you know, if you're a fan of the Beatles music, there's a lot of that throughout it. So um, that's fun. There's kind of a, a funny appearance by Ed Sheeran that I enjoyed because he plays himself as a really kind of a bit of a jerk which was kind of funny so um but also I think it was just kind of a mediocre movie for me and I particularly did not like the ending it was going great until they started doing kind of this uh long montage of years and years passing in this person's life and like showing him getting married and them having kids with like music playing in the background I was like what? Like, you should have stopped the movie five minutes ago. <laughs> we don't need to see this. <laughs> this is just kind of cringe at this point, so that's probably why I did not enjoy that movie as much as I might have. Yeah, the, Yesterday was an interesting movie. I would definitely agree that it's mediocre, um, especially just in its story. Um, there's, there's a point of criticism that has been going around for a lot of music biopics um that they all have the exact same plot and this is an original story and yet it still has the exact same plot which i couldn't quite figure out but it's so weird the directing um it's done by danny boyle who's sort of this really um interesting director but the movie is still mediocre he's just directed it in a way that's sometimes interesting and sometimes disorienting um to the point where sometimes i wasn't quite sure what the tone was supposed to be and yeah it just it felt like a lot of talented people came together to film a not so great script because it had beatles music in it is it yes yes kate mckinnon's performance was fantastic though i will say that Well, I've never heard of this one, so... <laughs> That's okay. All right. 
for my least favorite one, granted, once again, I've only seen six movies. Uh, so my least favorite movie of this year it was Captain Marvel. Um, probably my least favorite Marvel movie out there. Um, for me, I, I this movie was very boring for me. Um, from the trailer, it just looked very boring for me. Um, I did not like a lot of the acting in it. Uh, there just wasn't a whole lot of variety variety in the Captain Marvel character. It was just the exact same thing, and I guess she flies, she shoots stuff. The only real thing that I think that was important to come out of this movie was that she went into space in the end. <laughs> and I guess Goose was a cute thing. Um, but yeah, it was... I wasn't really expecting it to be good, and I, I I saw this movie with a with a bunch of friends, and so when we watched in the theaters, I just kept looking over to my buddy and saying, "Um, that doesn't really make much sense, you know, just how things worked out." And so, uh, yeah, I wasn't really wasn't really much of a fan of this one. So yeah. Personally, I enjoyed this one quite a bit. I, I do, I do understand some of the criticisms of the performances. I think Brie Larson was trying to emulate sort of the typical '90s action hero, um, but I think that's maybe not the most interesting direction to go. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the movie, though. Um, I think the character ended up in a good place. Um, it's, it's maybe not as innovative as some of the MCU movies, um, but I, I definitely enjoyed it in the theater. And, yeah, I, I, I thought it was engaging and fun, and, yeah. Yeah, I already talked about this a little bit, but I, I did enjoy it as well, but I don't know, I'm also a little bit of a, a sucker for movies with powerful female characters. So I, uh, yeah, might be a bit biased. <laughs> I think it's definitely very much worth seeing and it's extremely watchable. And I, I would disagree. I don't think it's really much worth seeing at all. Okay. I, I think that you can watch it and you can probably get something out of it, but I don't think you should go out of your way to watch it. I don't think it's that good. Mm. I think for Ben Mendelsohn as the villain alone, it's worth watching. I, I guess didn't even realize it was him, so... I, I thought he was hilarious, and yeah, I, I enjoyed Captain Marvel e even more than I expected to. Um, so, yeah. Okay. All right. So at this point, we talk about our most anticipated film of next year. Okay, so I'm kind of on the fence about this one, so I'm going to cheat, and I have three, but I will talk about one of them more than the others. Okay. So I was kind of trying to decide. Um, New Mutants just released a trailer, and I'm really excited for that one. I think the idea of a superhero horror film is interesting. In fact, the movie Doctor Sleep actually had some elements like that, which I enjoyed. So to have that for a full movie, I'm excited for. Um, then Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan movie, I saw a 
10 minute prologue to it before Rise of Skywalker and IMAX and I immediately knew I was going to go and see that movie in IMAX. It looks incredible. Um, but my most anticipated movie is actually probably Dune, um, which is based on the iconic science fiction novel and has an incredible cast. Um, this is from Denis Villeneuve, who directed Arrival and Blade Runner 2049 and Sicario. Incredible director, great at building tension. Um, and I haven't finished reading Dune, but I've read a lot of it, and it's epic and grand and interesting. Um, so I'm really excited to see how they manage to adapt this into a movie. Okay. I, I, um, I would say probably the one I think I'm most excited for at this point uh, will be the new Wonder Woman movie. Um, I really liked the first one, so I'm kind of excited to see more of her character. And uh, also just based on seeing the trailer, I, I really uh, liked the colors and the visuals and stuff. Um, plus, even though it's definitely quite overdone, especially right now, I'm excited about the 80s theme as well and, like, time period, just because I, you know, it's a fun time, so <laughs> I'm excited for that. Um, but just an another side mention, <clears throat> one I'm also excited for is the new version of Emma by Jane Austen that they are making because um, I love that storyline and the trailer looked great. It reminded me a lot of the way that uh, the trailer and like the movie The Favorite was edited and the music and things reminded me of that. And so it, it seems like it'll be a unique interpretation of Emma. Okay. Um, when looking into next year uh, lineup of movies, there's actually really not a whole lot of movies out there for next year that I'm really looking forward to. And so, which is really, really a shame. Because usually in the past there's like a whole bunch of movies I'm excited for. This one, there's not a whole lot. I mean, there's maybe some that I'll think are okay, but there's not really some that, I'll, that I'm looking forward to um, greatly. And so, for this one is really the only one that I'm really looking forward to that I'm really curious about how they're going to do it, is the new Godzilla vs. King Kong. Um, as mentioned before, I, I love the Godzilla movies, and I I loved the last one, and so this was one that they announced uh, six years ago, and so I'm excited to finally see this come to, to, come to fruition. I'm curious how they're actually going to do this movie, Godzilla vs. King Kong, because logically... Godzilla would win, but you know, I, I watched the original movie and that was just so goofy and funny and just so much fun to watch and you know, I, I'm hoping for something like that while also being epic and perhaps it's actually going to be much better because of rumor that I heard but we'll see when it finally comes out, so yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm also interested to see all of those movies. Alright. So that's all we have in our list here. I just want to know if you guys have anything else to add before we close off here. 
I don't think so. Oh, I, I was going to say, I forgot to say it at the start of this, is we haven't obviously seen all of the movies from 2019. Um, there are a few, fewer than usual, but a few movies on my list that I haven't seen yet that might have made my top five list. But yeah, mainly um, Bombshell, The Irishman, still working on finishing those up. But yeah, I... I think this year I saw a lot of movies that I really enjoyed, so especially at the end. Yeah, on my end, it really comes down to am I am I willing to spend money on this? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next year, there's really no whole lineup for that, but we'll see. No. Nope. Right, do we have anything else? I don't think so. I don't know. Alright then, so yeah, thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.